This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, an inconsistent riding crop rule for thoroughbred jockeys continues to be front and center and came to a head again this week when Monmouth Park in New Jersey opened for their highly recognized summer meeting, minus several of the big-name riders who usually call the Jersey track home, and instead they're plying their trade elsewhere. This is not the first time that we have reported about conflicts between the jockeys and racing boards. As months ago, we related the story of an inconsistent riding crop rule being blamed for an ongoing dispute between the California Horse Racing Board and the local jockeys who continue to be constantly penalized monetarily by the board for not complying with their mandated rule. However, their safety could be at risk. Hall of Fame jockey Ramon Dominguez, who won close to 5,000 races, joins us on today's show. And after retiring, Ramon developed the 360 GT riding crop considered to be a more humane option and if mandated at a North American scale could possibly put an end to the disputes we are likely seeing in the seeing throughout New Jersey and California. Shortly we will speak to Ramon who continues to be heavily involved with the Jockeys Guild in Kentucky and furthering the safety and integrity of horse racing. Also on today's show, another friend of the show, Marjorie Simmons' book, Some Beach Somewhere, The Harness Racing Legend from a One Horse Stable is set to be released shortly and I'm quite sure that many wonder who exactly was the One Horse Stable well, today we will find out and speak with Brent McGrath, the Troll Nova Scotia based harness trainer who had one horse in a stable and what a horse he was, considered by many to be one of the very best to look through the bridle. Shortly, we'll find out what it took to train a champion like some beach somewhere. And we'll also learn about the story behind the schooner stable, who only needed one horse for a successful stable as well. And finally, while he's back, my co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems as some of the thoroughbred North American tracks racing today, as well as a potential play tonight's Meadowlands card for our standard bred listeners with our ponies picks of the day. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and your Dark Horse accounts ready and apps all ready to go for some heavy-duty betting action. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent racing news with Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. 
This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies, your friend and mine, the friend of everyone in the horse racing industry, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you, Jim? Excellent. Excellent. Now, last weekend, it was our Victoria Day long weekend. In the United States, it's a huge weekend. It's their official kickoff to summer, their Memorial Day long weekend, and it's a busy weekend for horse racing. It is. Uh, Belmont's got several stakes races over the weekend, and Churchill Downs, especially today, They've got seven stakes races, including the $150,000 Blame Stakes, which features none other than Mighty Heart. And uh, Mighty Heart's drawn post one in today's uh, sixth race at Churchill and is actually making his second start of the year, having finished a close third in an allowance event at Keeneland uh, last month. Also at Churchill, race five is the $150,000 Audubon Stakes for three-year-olds and features the first start of Hadassah this year who won his only start last year at Woodbine for trainer Kevin uh, Tard. What's interesting is off that one and only start, Hadassah was ranked fourth on the Queen's Plate winner book odds that we spoke about uh, several weeks ago, and he was at odds of 8-1. to one. And uh, that's, you know, interesting. You know, he, he was pretty impressive in that first start and only start last year. Or so, And then finally at Churchill, race four is an optional claimer. Uh, for 75000 it sees another Queen's Plate eligible in Smiley Sabatka as one of the eight starters. Smiley Sabatka has been facing some pretty tough horses this year, but the potential to bounce back is there because as two-year-old form, he finished a close second in a grade two last year to a horse by the name of Keep Me In Mind. And you think about a Larry Queen's Plate, August 22nd at Woodbine. This is really the time the trainers and the riders and everything start mapping out and building up at the peak on that big day because it's such a huge race in the calendar for them. Well, it is, and also with the uh, you know, slow start, you could say, with uh, with Woodbine, you know, these guys are going to have to kind of cram what yeah. used to maybe be two uh, prep races. Maybe they're going to have to do it in one, you know. So uh, there's still a lot of uh, questions on, you know, going forward. So, you know, speaking of... Uh, Horse racing across America, Monmouth Park, is uh, they've started uh, their summer meet, which is usually a very acclaimed meet with some major stakes races and that. And, of course, as we talked with uh, Terry Meeks a few weeks ago from the Jockeys Guild, there seems to be an issue still with the jockeys' use of the riding crop to the point that uh, basically only 14 jockeys have shown up to ride at uh, Monmouth uh, for basically this weekend and you know whether that'll change who knows but some of your big guys like Joe Bravo Daniel Santano Antonio Gallardo or your, your big names that were usually riding at Monmouth uh, they've chosen to ride elsewhere you know normally I think they, there's usually at least 20 25 jockeys that uh, are there you know because uh, you know not too often does one jockey ride every race so uh, uh, you know, and, and trainers have got their jockeys that they use and, and, you know, they work their horses out for them in the morning and that. So it's not a significant number and, uh, you know, they, uh, they need to find some more jockeys, but then again, they need to come to us to some sort of settlement in this, in this riding crop issue between, uh, you know, the jockeys guild and the, uh, New Jersey, uh, horse racing commission. Well, friend of the show, Ramon Dominguez, uh, has won close to 5,000 races an incredible career, and he joins us today to talk about something 
pretty important in horse racing these days, the riding crop. Ramon, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it's a great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's start. A lot of people are confused about riding crops. Let's try to break it down. Throughout your career, you won close to 5,000 races. Well, on average, how much would you use the riding crop in a race? <laughs> if you ask me, in the first uh, half of my career, I used it uh, too many times. Then, uh, But then the second half probably was the jockey who used the, the, the least. Now, you're very critical of the riding crop rule that's in effect uh, in California and now at Mama Park, correct? Well, those are two different rules. California, um, it is okay, in, in my opinion, it's, uh, it's something that makes way more sense. Uh, the one at Mammoth Park uh, is something that is uh, pretty extreme, to say the least. So as a rider, how do you keep your safety and preserve your safety on a horse that big going that fast in a race if it's that restrictive with the riding crop? Um, in my opinion, uh, the safety certainly can be maintained and can be kept by uh, having a riding crop, and it, but, but it is not necessarily something that can be visible in all cases to the naked eye. So um, sometimes people talk about horses doing something pretty drastic, like trying to bolt to the outside. And um, in my experience, uh, the riding crop is not going to solve that issue. Uh, what I'm more concerned about is that Little things that perhaps are something that something that people don't see from the outside, but the jockeys can feel. Um, in perfect example, as I was in the Kentucky Derby uh, doing some work with this uh, platform that we're launching called Sacta Box, I interviewed Johnny Velasquez in two occasions, and one of them was after he won with the Philly Gamin. She is very fast. She stumbled out of the gate, but I was surprised uh, right after she stumbled, he... Um, got after her with the riding crop. He like, tapped her in the shoulder a few times. So I asked him why he did that. And uh, he said to me that um, as soon as she came back up, um, she was looking at the tractor uh, marks. She wanted to prop. She wanted to do something silly. And so he had to go and tap her in the shoulder and get after her so that she will get uh, more confident and, and move forward. And it's also, I think, a, an integrity uh, problem too, correct, Ramon? Like, People are saying now, well, especially, I, I guess you could say, with what, what's happening in, in New Jersey, uh, you know, you guys are only allowed, I'm saying you guys being an ex-jockey, you're only allowed to use it for safety purposes and that. So at the end of the, at the, end of the day, the general public is, are going to be starting to question the integrity, correct, of how you guys are riding. You're mentioning also the betting public and, and their opinion on this, their perception on this, and uh, the betting public, and not, even, not only the betting public, but let's just talk about the fans. We do have an issue with the perception, which um, I think that um, there could be an, an approach, there could be a strategy behind where you can educate the public as to how this has pos positively uh, evolved the riding crop and, and the usage and how the jockeys and the industry as a whole is willing to compromise to make this fair and safer and more humane for the horses. You cannot get the best out of these horses. You cannot best get the best run out of these horses um, if you don't have the encouragement of the riding crop, even if it's restricted, even if it is that you can hit it only five times. These horses need that type of incentive in order to 
reach their highest level of performance. Speaking with Hall of Fame jockey Ramon Dominguez, and you were a big part of the 360 GT riding crop, widely widely used across the industry. Ramon, it's it's considered very humane. Why not just make it universal for thoroughbred tracks across North America? Would that solve a lot of the problems? I would say so, and of course, I have a, a biased opinion because I was the creator of this. Uh, however, putting myself aside, um, the California Horse Racing Board conducted a private study where they went to an independent lab, uh, the Chesapeake uh, Test Lab, and they compared the 360 GT with other riding crops that are currently being used uh, for horse racing, and it proved that the 360 GT was the one that had the less impact on a horse and uh, not only the impact itself but also the dimensions of this riding crop the 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 area of the crop that makes contact with the horse which we call the popper um the last part of the crop um is uh, made out of a foam material that absorbs the chalk very well but also it is a cylinder, so therefore there are no edges. Changing the subject, Ramon, you, uh, you alluded to your new project uh, earlier, Xactabox. Uh, exactly what is that? So this uh, was a, a collaboration. It's an idea that was born by uh, the guy who is now my business partner. He, like myself, is from Venezuela and uh, was a race caller in Venezuela. He has done different things in the sport, but also... For 11 years in the U.S., he was a play-by-play anchor for ESPN Deportes. We saw that there was a need to bring a different product uh, for the Spanish-speaking audience or the Spanish-speaking fans. So we have been uh, collaborating and creating um, great content. So we, uh, so far, we have been in the two uh, steps of the Triple Crown uh, this year, the dairy and the Preakness, and we'll be there next week for the Belmont Stakes. And, but we also have been doing interviews with uh, jockeys. Uh, we actually interview even the, the uh, groom for um, great horses like American Pharaoh and Justify and Arrogate, and just hearing their opinion on their trajectory in, in their profession and in, in the sport. So something that uh, the fans absolutely like. So, but we also do a. Uh, uh, stake analysis like tomorrow or tonight we will be going over the most important stakes that will be taking place today in North America and uh, so yeah it's something that we're enjoying and um, we are in conversation with some of the big tracks and just uh, um, brainstorming to bring this in a even better um, way so um, the, the possibilities are endless and we yeah, so right now, this is some, something that is going to be strictly to the Spanish-speaking audience. So ultimately, the content um, is in, on YouTube, and people go and subscribe to the channel, and they get notifications on when new material is uh, is being posted. Beautiful. Okay. Ramon, gracias por la nuestra y nuestras. A la orden, my pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it, Ramon. You're very always welcome on our show. Hall of Fame jockey. Good luck with the Zacta Box and, of course, the 360 GT riding crop. Talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. When we come back, Brent McGrath, trainer of champion standard bred, some beat somewhere, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and we talk more about the one-horse stable. Hang on. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. It won't be long in Marjorie Simmons' book, Some Beats Somewhere, the harness racing legend from a one horse stable will be released, and someone who is not only close to Some Beats Somewhere, but also A major part of the book's content is Brent McGrath, the trainer of a one-horse stable, which just happens to be a pretty good one. Brent, uh, it's an incredible story. From your standpoint, when did you think that you had something special with some beats somewhere? I've been playing around with young horses my whole life for the last 50 years. You know, lots of them train down well and stay out of trouble and do everything you want them to do. And he did, he did all those things and was very healthy and very strong and, you know, a decent bred horse. But you don't know until you really get into a, to a race and get into a fight with them, the same as any athlete. How do they go when they get, they get roughed up a little bit or things didn't go their way? You know, he showed very quickly when he got into the starting gate he, that he meant business. And, you know, he set a Canadian season's record on a half-mile racetrack his first lifetime start at Grand River. And, you know, and that was a, a very impressive mile. He had the outside. They had some seasoned horses that had been in Ontario that had qualified and went quite a bit faster than he did. And he made it. He made them look very average. And that suggested something. We had a phone call that night uh, wanting to know if we were interested in selling for like $700,000, and we, we had no interest. Um, but, you know, we knew we, knew we were quite happy uh, in the spring when we got put in the work to him that he was – Probably better than average. We knew that. Yeah. And besides being a great horse, he also had a great personality, and he was uh, kind of larger than life. Correct? He was in in all ways. I mean, he just he just was so smart and so easy to deal with, and so happy about life, and happy to see you every day. And yeah, he had a. And we have some pictures of him, really unique pictures of him. One. With him, uh, he he loved carrots. We have a picture of him actually laying down with uh, with a carrot in his mouth, and the golden retriever has the other end of the same carrot in her mouth. <laughs> so, you know, he was he was very 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 easy to get along with. Loved people, loved kids, loved other uh, animals, dogs, horses. Didn't matter. 
he was just a very happy horse. And, and I, I'm a little biased because I have a lot of family in Nova Scotia. My sister lives in Truro. I have cousins in Halifax. But try to explain to our listeners here in Ontario what a big star, some beach somewhere, was to the sports fans of Nova Scotia. Yeah, he was. He well, he was the he was the newsmaker of the year in Nova Scotia in 2008. The grandstand here in Truro, the simulcast races, you know, I, I would guess on an average night, they probably would have somewhere between 15 and 20 people, maybe 25 people on a good night. When Beachwood race, there'd be a few hundred there. And the last night of his last race he had was a, the Breeders' Crown at the Meadowlands. They actually opened the dining room up and, and put on a meal and had an event basically, and they were sold out uh, the minute they made the decision to do it. So, yeah, it was, uh, and and everybody knew, everybody knew who he was. A lot of the businesses had his name up on the signs. The racetrack had, were were promoting the heck out of him. And and part of it probably was that, you know, he was an Ontario sired horse. He wasn't a, a superstar breeding. He certainly wasn't trained by a superstar trainer and, uh, and, and a Canadian driver. You were kind of right there at the beginning with Marjorie. Uh, she kind of bounced the idea off of you, correct, about her book? And then I believe yeah. you were kind of there, uh, you know, going along, kind of helping her along with it. Is that correct? I, uh, I mean, Marjorie, Marjorie is, is, has lots of horse experience. She didn't have a lot of racehorse experience in the terminology. I wanted to make sure she, was, she knew what she was talking about and come off sounding that way. And she did. She, did, did, she, she wrote a great book. The babies that you've got training right now, do you anticipate bringing them to uh, Mohawk? Yes, I do. Um, got pushed, we've got pushed back a little bit. I mean, obviously, racing is, uh, dates have gotten changed around a little bit, and everything got moved back a bit. Um, they're getting fired up there now, and we, we obviously, I'd like to get, we'd like to get vaccinated before we go anywhere, and Ontario would probably like to have us vaccinated before we go anywhere. So we're just playing it by ear, and I, I'm not hurrying them along. Most of the most of the stakes that interest me are in the fall, and you know I don't I don't know if we've got that kind of power or not anyway. But that's what we're aiming for to to be into uh, into Ontario late summer, early fall, or August, or September, and uh, and yeah, at least uh, race them some in the fall and kind of see where they fit in the big scheme of things and get ready for our three year old year. Good stuff. Brent, next time in Truro, breakfast is on me at Smitty's. I'll take you out in my treat. Thanks so much for doing this. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for the interest. I appreciate it. Take care. All the best. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America and for our standard bread fans, some action from tonight's Meadowlands card. So make sure that your Dark Horse app and HBI accounts are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day. Next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. 
The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Live Harness Racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday night with the 6.20 post time. Big M's championship meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 17th and on August 7th. It's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HPI bet account and your Dark Horse app. And be a part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without about a couple of possible betting opportunities and betting gems? Larry giving us his Ponies Picks of the Day and a special shout-out to our good friend Mark and the great folks at Fans of Horse Racing. Follow them on social media on Twitter at Fans Horse Racing. They're doing great work to keep horse racing front and center in the sports community in Canada. Larry, let's get some of your Ponies Picks. What's going on? Yeah, let's start at uh, Belmont Park. Uh, race 9, it's the uh, Panini Ridge Stakes, a great two uh, one and eight miles on the turf for three-year-olds, a purse of $200,000. Uh, Earlier in the show, we mentioned about several Queen's Plate eligibles that are racing today at Churchill. Well, here's one at Belmont. Number eight, Safe Conduct, is an improving three-year-old colt who is two for three lifetime on the grass, and which are both very positive. And Safe Conduct should sit a very good stocking trip today at, at Belmont and have a good showing in his third start off the layoff. Uh, Safe Conduct, as mentioned, is an Ontario bred and was... Uh, Bred by uh, Mitchell Kirshner and was uh, listed earlier this year at 14 to 1 odds on the uh, Queen's Plate uh, winter book odds. So uh, I think Safe Conduct's got a big shot today at uh, Belmont. Race 9, number 8, Safe Conduct. Larry, just um, before you keep going, how good is it to be talking yeah. about the Queen's Plate? It just feels good to hear you say that. Well, it does. And, uh, you know, shortly we'll be talking about the Oaks and then uh, later on the Woodbine Mile. Oh. Uh, the International and uh, the uh, uh, breeders at, uh, at at Woodbine and the Prince of Wales at Fort Erie. So, uh, yeah, and then we've also got our quarter horse track, Ajax Downs, no. that are, you know, hopefully going to be open soon with their, their series of stakes races and that. So, yeah, it's it's great to be, be talking about something positive for a change. Eh? Absolutely. What else do you have on the docket today? Okay, well, race 10 today at Churchill, as I, I mentioned earlier, there's uh, some major stakes races today, but race 10 is the 150,000 uh, risky stakes, six furlongs on the dirt. Uh, this is a very competitive field, but I'm leaning to number 10, Tappet the Win, who was a beaten favorite on Derby Day in one of the undercard stakes. In that race, Tappet the Win got involved in a very hot pace up front. In fact, they went. it was a seven furlong race. They went 108-4 to the six furlongs. Obviously faded in the stretch, but apparently, according to trainer Mark Cassie, he came out of that race with a, uh, a little bit of uh, a cut uh, on his uh, leg. So maybe 
it was not only that he got uh, you know gassed on the front end, but uh, also the the fact that he had a little bit of a, an injury. So race ten at Churchill, I'm going back on number ten, tap at the win, and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Santa Anita race three is an optional fifty thousand claimer. It's six furlongs on the turf. The number one horse, Super Gain, two starts back, was very hot in the paddock, uh, stumbled at the start, but still closed fast to finish third. Her last start, you could pretty much say, was a throwout. She had the extreme nine post on the turf, and she raced four and five wide throughout, and she really never threatened. So today, Super Gain gets the valuable inside post because it seems to give horses an advantage at, at uh, uh, Santa Anita. Significant jockey change to Rispoli, who's uh, one of the best turf riders. And in this small field today, should have clearer sailing. So Santa Anita, race three, number one, super game. And for the Meadowlands, uh, one, uh, race four, it's a one-mile trot, first of 17,500. Number six, Pikachu Hanover, was actually my choice last week. And I believe he was in the fourth race, and he was number six. So what's the chances of that happening? But... Actually, as I said, I selected him last Saturday. I thought he was ready to win. He did race well. He got he got up for third after racing parked out for quite a while. So tonight he has the same six post, but has a small class relief, which I think could turn the luck for him, to, the trick for him tonight. So the Meadowlands race for number six, Pikachu Hanover. All right, you know what that means. Dark Horse HPI, get your accounts ready, Larry, with those Golden Ponies picks. As always, thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around with 1059 of the region all weekend long. The feed with the legend Ann Romer is up next. I'll be back here Monday morning. Bet wisely, enjoy the races, and pretty soon we'll be talking about racing back in Ontario where it belongs. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.